0: This is Peter and Tricia welcoming you to Great News and God's Views, a half-hour weekly broadcast on 3FM 89.0, independent community media. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our worship theme today, Christ is our one hope of salvation. Just Desserts. Eight years ago, on an Auckland motorway, a man and his wife were driving home. Suddenly, a car starter motor crashed through the windshield, killing the man. Why? That question is almost irrepressible, isn't it? When we face freak accidents or tragic illness, the question why instinctively forms on our lips is not enough to be told that a man was killed by the starter motor because it was not secured in the tray of the ute head, and so it bounced out into the car and windscreen we read from luke thirteen verses one to nine there were present at that season some that told them of the galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices and jesus answering said unto them Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans, because they suffered such things? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Or those eighteen, upon whom the tower of Siloam fell and slew them, thinking that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. He spake again also this parable. A certain man had a fig-tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereof, and found none. Then he said to the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig-tree, and find none. Cut it down, why cumbereth it on the ground? And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it, and if it bear fruit well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down.' Jesus faced the same kind of questions in his time. Apparently, Pilate had some people from Galilee killed as they were worshipping. Just as they were offering a sacrifice, their own blood was spilt on the altar. The question came, why? Around this same time, the Tower of Siloam collapsed, killing 18 people. Again, the question, why? Jesus, were these people more sinful than others? Were they deserving of the tragedy they experienced? Was God singling them out for punishment? Jesus gave a brief but clear answer. No, God was not giving him the victims they had just deserts. God had not picked them out. They were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's all. It's hazardous to say whose side God is on simply by looking at what has happened to them or for them. We've heard politicians say... New Zealand is great because New Zealand is good, and that claim makes us feel great. But in the time of the prophets Isaiah and Jeremiah and others, Assyria was great, but Assyria wasn't good by any godly standard. In Jesus' time, Rome was great, but that greatness had nothing to do with goodness. Are the lottery winners of the world the ones God has favoured? "'I don't know about you, but I always find it gratifying "'when I read that some man or woman who's out of work "'and has several small children wins the lottery. "'All right, I think. That's the way it should happen. "'But that's not the way it always happens. "'Some guy who left his family and hasn't been paying child support "'won the lottery a while back. "'Too bad his ex-wife didn't win. "'I remember several years ago in Wellington "'when no one claimed the lottery prize for several weeks. "'Finally, someone showed up with a ticket.' He found it on the floor of his car while he was cleaning it. The guy was a doctor. It didn't seem fair. Nothing against doctors, but I would have felt better if a cleaner or a secretary found that lottery ticket. God is not at work making sure everything comes out right every step of life's way. There are real injustices. The undeserving gain, the deserving lose. The innocent suffer. The guilty often never account for their actions. "'When we don't get the rewards we deserve, "'we become acutely aware of the lack of justice in the world. "'I remember a Calvin and Hobbes comic strip from several years ago "'that reminds me of the comments I hear from my own children. "'Calvin says to his dad, "'Why can't I stay up late? You guys can.' "'Then, with a wide-mouthed protest, he declares, "'It's not fair!' "'His dad replies, "'The world isn't fair, Calvin.' Walking away with a sour look on his face, Calvin says, I know, but why isn't it ever unfair in my favor? No, the world is not fair. In this present existence, people do not always get what they deserve. But we can overstate the case. Sometimes we go to the opposite extreme. We start thinking that sin is never punished by God and that suffering has nothing to do with disobedience. Jesus certainly wouldn't agree with that notion, It's one thing to say that suffering is not necessarily a sign of the sinfulness of the victim. It's a very different thing to say sinfulness never leads to the suffering of the sinner. According to Jesus, sin has tragic consequences. While Jesus denied that the people Pilate had killed and those who were crushed by the Tower of Siloam were being punished for their evil, the Lord went about to say, Unless you repent, you'll perish as they did. But the world's a moral messy place. The things that happen in the world are not subject to easy answers. Once we recognize the fact that prosperity is not automatically a product of righteousness and tragedy is not necessarily a result of sin, we may be tempted to conclude that God isn't really involved in anything that happens in this world. We may imagine God as a mere observer, passively watching the world, as Bette Midler saying, from a distance. That's not the way Jesus saw it. God is a real player in the push and pull of life. There is judgment. In this world that God has made, there are consequences to our actions built into the very structure of the world. The apostle Paul wrote, You reap what you sow. Jesus said, If you live by the sword, you will die by the sword. Even in this world, judgment sometimes comes. No, God does not reach down as that particular people, but disobedience has consequences. Liars face the distrust of others. The violent are most likely to become victims of violence. Where are death rates higher than among gang members? Belinda Mason, a rural Kentucky native, mother of two who contracted AIDS at age thirty-two, was asked, "Do you think AIDS is a punishment from God?" She replied, AIDS may be a test, not of the infected, but of those not infected. (laughs) It tests their ability to respond in love. She's surely right. When we speak about punishment for our sins in this world, it is not about other people's supposed punishment and sin we should focus on, but our own. As Jesus said, no, these people were not punished because they were such bad offenders but unless you repent, you will perish like them. It's not our role to decide the punishment of others. It is, however, our duty to examine ourselves. This can be a sobering exercise. Our first music today, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, often called the National Anthem of Christendom, It was written in 1779 by Edward Perronet while he served as a missionary in India.
1: When scientists announced the discovery of the
0: Wollemi Pine in Australia in 1994, it caused a sensation. Some reported that it was like finding a living dinosaur, because the tree was only known from fossils in Jurassic rocks. That would make it extinct for 150 million years by evolutionary reckoning. Finds like this are actually quite common. When something that scientists thought became extinct millions of years ago is found alive, it's called a living fossil. But living fossils pose a problem for evolution, since the organism has changed it brings into question the supposed millions of years age as well as the very idea of evolution when a tree was planted in london recently sir david attenborough said it is romantic i think that something has survived 200 million years unchanged well perhaps he considers it romantic but i find the millions of years of evolution very hard to believe
1: to find out more from creation ministries international visit our website creation.com
0: you are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM eighty nine point zero Independent Community Media. We continue with Blessed Assurance. Fanny Crosby, eighteen twenty to nineteen fifteen, is heralded as one of the world's most prolific and talented hymn composer. Blind from shortly after birth, Fanny nonetheless wrote eight thousand hymns. She was visiting her friend Phoebe Knapp at the Knapp home, was having a large pipe organ installed. The organ was incomplete, so Mrs. Knapp, using the piano, played a new melody she just composed. When Knapp asked Crosby, What do you think the tune says? Crosby replied, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. The hymn first appeared in July 1873. Blessed Assurance. Suspended Joy. We read from Joshua, chapter 5, beginning at verse 9. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off you. Wherefore the name of the place is called Gilgal unto this day. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal, and kept the Passover on the fourteenth day of the month, even the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn of the land of Tom the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched corn in the selfsame day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they'd eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna any more, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. Have you ever lost something? The wilderness had taken its toll on the people of God. For forty years, Israel has been a transient nation, wandering throughout an endless desert wilderness with no destination. They were there because they broke the covenant with Yahweh. And throughout those four decades, they suspended covenant living, thus suspending the joy of the covenant God. If they were to regain the joy of covenant privilege, there was a standard of living to be maintained. Joshua Summon the joyless people to a new departure, a departure to joy. A return to the joy begins by re-establishing a pattern of godly living. Their disgrace seems to be non-covenant status from not obeying the law of circumcision in the desert. The mass circumcision described atonement for a whole generation's neglect. God's intention was a circumcised heart a new commitment to not disobedience on another generation. Gilgal, which means circle, is a play on words related to the Hebrews' galeoth to roll away. The designation of flint knives indicates that iron knives were in common use. However, only through obedience to Yahweh and dedication to covenant demands could Israel be a conquering nation. Circumcision testifies that their God is native among them, a presence that heals and restores joy. The sanctuary can be your Gilgal, the place where you too roll away the God's sadness of life and become a conqueror again. To restore joy to God's promise, you must also release the past. Verses 10 to 12 are the climactic words of the entire Exodus narrative. Combining the two independent feasts, the full moon festival and the Passover, Israel must transition from wilderness manna to Canaan's fruit. On that day the manna ceased. The point was not that they had denied themselves yeast, but joy. Now they could eat a normal diet with the prospect of much more to come. What has tied you to the past?" to disappointment. Virginia Daly wrote in Healing for Life's Hurts, we look back with dismay upon our wrong decisions, poor choices. We tell endlessly on our past mistakes until we make ourselves miserable and physically or emotionally ill. We can't drop those hateful errors. We keep dragging them out. Continual rehashing of previous mistakes can cause us to lead gloomy lives too. Personal power begins today by releasing your past, the mistakes, the pain, the misfortune to the creative ability of God. The preacher wrote in the last, Ecclesiastes 3:1 to everything there is a season, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. To restore the joy of God's promise, you must rehearse the pleasure of God's presence. They ate. They began eating and continued to enjoy the produce of the land. The produce was a provision of grain not planted by Israel. Joy was not something they could produce. It is a state that God alone can provide. Rehearsing obedience to the word of God, Israel learned the success of God's ability. Rehearsing a cleansed life, a circumcised life, Israel experienced the joy of God's affirming presence as opposed to God's corrective presence. You rehearse the pleasure of God providing presence by disciplined prayer, memorization of scriptures, trust in God's ability during difficult times. It is time for you, as C.S. Lewis phrased it, to be surprised by joy. To God Be the Glory is a hymn with lyrics by Fanny Crosby and tuned by William Howard Duane, first published in 1875. Was already popular in Great Britain before publication because Ira D. Sankey had introduced it there during Moody's 1873 74 evangelistic campaign. To God be the glory. This is Peter and Tricia, thanking you for joining us today for Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. 89.0 is live streamed from freefm.org.nz or tune in and now on Amazon Echo devices using the Free FM Alexa skill. We would love to hear your comments on this show. We can be contacted by email at greatnews.com three seven six at gmail dot com that is great news three seven six at gmail dot com We look forward to hearing from you O oh, Love that Wilt Not Let Me Go Written by George Matheson who became blind at twenty years of age in eighteen sixty two. He went on to become a Scottish minister and hymn writer. Queen Victoria invited him to preach at Balmoral and had one of his sermons published O oh, love that wilt not let me go Oh love, that wilt not let me go.
1: That seekest me through pain, I cannot close my heart to thee. I trace the rainbow through the rain, and feel the promise is not vain that one.